Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of chapter 28 of the first book of Samuel, that's Shmuel Aleph, Perak Chavches. We finished off last time reading uh, verse 5 of chapter 28. And we have Saul afraid, scared that the uh, camp of the Philistines is, is, is huge, it's mighty, it's more powerful than the armed force that he has, and he's afraid. Now, if we recall in the past, the types of things that Saul used to do in order to um, get out of problems like this, right? Uh, we've learned he went to sacrifices, he brought the Aron, the, the Ark of the Covenant, he, um, he asked the, the, the high priest with the Urim Vitumim, right? Uh, he, would, uh, he would always go to some form of asking God for some kind of um, sign, some kind of assistance. Uh, he tried to fast in the middle of the battle in order that the people should uh, um, ingratiate themselves with God so that God should treat them favorably. These were things that Saul did in the past. And unfortunately, they all didn't always work for him, you know. And, uh, you know, and we've explained numerous times that this is because what Saul didn't get, what Saul didn't understand was what is at the, really the essence and the primary message of the entire Bible, and that is what God wants from us, is not these actions, these ritualistic actions, but what God wants from us is action. He wants us to live a certain way. He wants us to, to um, fulfill his laws, fulfill his way of life, the way of life that he prescribed for us in the Torah. So here, the, the, Saul is about to make one of the, the biggest mistakes. In other words, what's the problem with this kind of attitude? What's wrong with having the attitude that I believe that if I do this and this and this, God will listen, right? What's wrong is what we're about to read today. And this is one of the most strange, but also one of the most important chapters in the entire Tanakh. It's hard to say that because every chapter is incredibly important, and every chapter is in its own way one of the most important, or the most important. But this one is crucial to understanding the central message of the book of Shmuel, the central message of the story of David and Shaul. And what is it? What is it that... Um, Saul does first. So first, Vayishal, this is verse 6, Shaul Badonai. Saul asks God, Velo Anahu Adonai, and God did not answer him. Gamba Chalamos, not in dreams, Gamba Urim, and not with the Urim, Vitumim, in other words, by asking the high priest. Apparently, um, even though Eviatar, the remaining coin from Nov, was with David, the, he saw, Saul was still had... Um, uh, some a priestly family, someone with him, and not when he asks the prophets. So he didn't get any visions, he didn't get any answers, he didn't get what he wanted from looking towards God. Now here's the key. If someone is not faithful to God, and someone does not realize that one needs to be humble, and one needs to do and, and live the right way, and do the right thing regardless of whether he feels lost or abandoned, regardless of whether things seem to be going his way or not, what the next step is to go in the wrong direction. And Saul said to his servants, If I'm not going to get what I need from God, I want you to find for me a woman who 
is a, a balato, someone who summons up the spirits, what's also known as a necromancer. Uh, and I will go to her because I need to be victorious. I need to know, I need to have that confidence to know that God is with me, that I'm going to win. And if I'm not going to get it from God through the appropriate channels, I have to go to the inappropriate channels. And this is the key. When someone thinks that they get reassurances from God through rituals, through uh, uh, and through through magical means, then when one does not get what he wants from God, one then immediately goes and looks into the wrong places. love, and his servant said to him, balat In this place in town called Eindor, there is a woman who is a known uh, necromancer. Now remember, we just said earlier in this chapter that Saul had eliminated all of the of the uh, necromancers and soothsayers and so on in, in a sign of faithfulness to God, right? So right now, it's, it's fascinating that his servants, when he asked, they said, what do you mean? How could we find someone? That you, you got rid of all of them. Instead of that, they immediately said, yeah, here is such a person. Now, I'm going to read through this chapter first in its simple meaning, in its simple language. And then I'm going to give several approaches. Uh, and I may not be able to do it all in one podcast, but we're going to give several approaches to how to understand this. And the way to understand this chapter really depends on how one understands the relationship between spirituality and the physical world. And... And it touches at the core of different types of streams that one finds within Judaism, one finds within religion in general. And this chapter will be most instructive, and I'm not going to tell you which one to choose for yourself. Um, however, I'm going to show you different approaches and different options that are all found within the, um, in the uh, tradition. So, Vayit... I'm sorry, so now we're up to verse 8. And Saul hid himself. In other words, he, he dressed himself up in a way that he did not, not look like a king. He got dressed in other clothing. And he and two men went with him. And they came to this woman at night. Uh, Presumably the daytime, there'd be more people around, more likelihood that he would be uh, recognized by Yomer. And he said, Kosomi na libaov. Please, um, uh, you know, do your magical stuff with your ov tricks. Right? Viha'alili, and raise up the spirit, Eitasher Omar Eloyach, of the person whom I ask you to. I want you to raise up the spirit of the particular person who I will ask you. Vatomer ha'isha elav. And the woman immediately said, Behold, you know, that which Saul the king did. He, he cut out, he, he got rid of all of the necromancers and the Yidoni, um, or some, another form of, of divining with the spirits, Minarats from the land. And why are you trying to trick me? In order to get me killed, if you do this, it's you're gonna you're uh, uh, you know you're 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 tricking me and you're trying to get me into a trap. You must have been sent by the king as part of his campaign to get rid of the ovo, to get rid of the necromancers. And Saul swore by God's name, and this is 
fascinating here. He still swears by God's name, by the life of God, if any, um, if any sin, any problem will come to you because of this. Now, this is a fascinating because right here, Saul has just unwittingly given himself away. Because how could he give such a promise, right? <laughs> on the one hand, on the surface, he's saying, well, I won't tell anybody about it. But it's him and there's two other people that came along with him. How is it possible that he can swear by God that nothing will happen unless he is Saul, right? <laughs> unless he's the king. Right away, he's just given away his secret without unwittingly, without recognizing it. But wisely, the woman, knowing that the king um, gave uh, is the king, hiding as someone else, right? And this is what I just stated is crucial to understanding um, the, some of the different ways we're going to study and understand this chapter. So, if any sin will come to you from the, in other words. So she now knows, so the woman said right away, okay, fine. In other words, without asking to, for any more assurances, she said, sure, who should I bring up for you? I want you to bring up Shmuel. Remember, we started this chapter by stating that Shmuel had passed away to remind us that Shmuel was no longer physically in this world. I want you to bring up his spirit. And then uh, the woman saw Shmuel. And she cried in a great voice. And the woman said to Saul, Lamar, saying as follows, Why have you tricked me? You are Saul. And now um, at this point, now that the image of Shmuel is present in the room, and Shmuel is there, so to speak, or a spirit, right? It's obvious from something, and the, the commentators explain various understandings as to what exactly made it obvious, but the point is that it's clear that from the, the way the, this vision of Shmuel related to Saul, right? Um, but this is being said while we know that she already knows that he's Saul because he gave away the secret, but... But um, she is, is saying, oh my goodness, why are you tricking me? And, 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 and you're Saul himself, right? In other words, she's acting out of fear as if, as if um, now you are Saul yourself and now you know, you're going to get me for, for being a, an ove, for being a necromancer. So here we have this fascinating situation. So Shmuel, this vision of Shmuel is here. And... Um, and now she's admitted, she's, she's acting as if she's afraid of Saul, and she probably actually is afraid of Saul. So the king said to her, and now, now Saul is referred to as the king, in order to emphasize, now it's completely out. So there's no more ruse in this room. It's clearly obvious that the king is standing there, the image of Shmuel, the ghost of Shmuel is standing there, and this necromancer is standing there. So he tells her now, Al-Tir-i, do not be afraid. Kimara Isa, for what have you seen? And it would see that, that the woman had brought up the image of Shmuel, right? But Saul himself cannot see Shmuel, right? Again, the, the commentators try to explain exactly how necromancy works. The point here is, is that, that she is seeing the image of Shmuel, but not him, 
this is also going to be very important in our explanation and our understanding and the different ways to understand this chapter. And the woman said to Saul, Elohim I saw a, here the word Elohim often means a malach, an angel. Um, Rambam and Moranavuchim explains this many times, uh, how the word Elohim often does not mean God, but it means, so it's saying that some, and over here it doesn't even mean an angel, it means some godly being. Uh, some spirit I've seen coming up from the ground. And he said to her, Saul, Saul asked her, what does he look like? He is an elderly man, and he is wrapped in a robe. And Saul immediately knew that it was Samuel. And he bowed down to the ground. Um, now, bowing here does not mean that he was worshiping the image. Bowing is the same language we find when a person greets someone, especially when a person greets someone of significance. It says this same language that he bows to the he bow, one bows to the ground. That was the way people greeted each other back then. Now, um, exactly what was it that Saul? Now all of a sudden, he knows that it's Shmuel just because he's an old man wearing a cloak. And he's probably not the only old man wearing a cloak. Um, we'll try to address this as we go through the different understandings and explanations of the um, of the uh, of of this chapter. So, um, I, so so what what happened? So so now and the next thing we're going to study is the next the, the chapter continues with a. Um, with a with the dialogue between Shmuel and Shaul, I'm going to go through this because I feel this chapter is so important and so crucial for understanding um, Saul, for understanding the the end of Saul's reign and what exactly was wrong, why, why it is that he lost his kingship, and why it is in, in essence that David then gained the kingship. What did David have that Saul did not have? And also understanding the Bible, the Torah in general. This is crucial to understanding the message of the Torah, the reason why Saul's life is about to end after this incident. This incident is meant to indicate the, the descent, the final result of what happens when one lives a life and makes the mistakes that Saul made. So today I, I tried to read the simple meaning of the words. I'm going to continue the chapter uh, in, in the next um, one. Uh, for, for, from verse 15 till the end, which is the dialogue between Shmuel and Shaul. And then I'm going to spend several more podcasts explaining the different approaches uh, of, to this chapter. And each approach is fascinating and interesting, and each approach will have something to teach us, and you'll be able to, of course, choose which one you would like to take. Thank you so much for studying this together so far. Looking forward to studying the rest of this chapter together and the rest of this incredible book of Shmuel together.